Have you ever thought of what exactly feeds your spirit for real? Did you know you actually contain a source of inner light in your own mind? We dig into what knowledge, rationality, and love really are right now in the NCE Spotlight. You're home for fresh insights from the ongoing translation of the New Century edition of Swedenborg's Theological Works. Knock, knock. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, come on in. Nice to see you again. Hey, thank you so much. So nice to be here. And thanks, as always, to for taking time out of your busy week to sit down and share a little bit about what you're coming across in your ongoing editing work for the New Century Edition. So is it, um, yeah, how are things going? Oh, I so look forward to this. They're going really well, and uh, this material is just amazing to me. So once again, I've selected three passages from Secrets of Heaven, Volume 4, and I just sort of randomly put these together, but they were things that struck me but I would say the heading is knowledge, rationality, and love. Okay. <laughs> so there's a quote about knowledge, there's a quote about rationality, and a quote about love. Just, you can't hang around Swedenborg and not start putting things in threes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this is an interesting quote to me about knowledge being a kind of spiritual food. This is 3114. Nice. The reason hay symbolizes factual truth is that it is being connected with camels, which use it for food. When camels symbolize general facts in the earthly self, their food, hay, cannot symbolize anything else because there's no other food that sustains its life. That's what nourishes the earthly self. If it lacked the sustenance of knowledge, it could not survive. Evidence that this is so is provided by the life after death, because for spirits in that life, such things serve in place of food. Wow. The note I wrote in my margin was, no wonder I love to read while I eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But interesting, isn't it, to think about that. People talk about a nourishing talk or just do, that was a real meal or that sort of thing, but interesting to think, no, that actually is, yeah. you know, what you eat, what you live on. That That's what sustains you, what builds your spiritual body. and um, Right. The food for our spirit. And mm. it makes me, I was just recently thinking like, and we've talked about this in episodes on the Off the Left Eye YouTube channel about how it is so useful to have a daily or regular intake of some kind of spiritual material because it just gives the the angels if you will something to work with you know like it gives your spirit something to run on you know you can feel like you're overcome with um you know fear or like just struggle in life and it's like it can be such an antidote to that to just have a regular intake of uh spiritually inspiring material, you know, so whether it's Oh, I like that. reading the Bible or something else and and of course he's just talking about factual truth, not even not even spiritual, but I'm taking it straight to sort of spiritual nutrition, but um That's right. But just And it that, is rather striking that he's just talking about you just know, anything. Yeah. Maybe things that you see in 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 the news or just like how the world works or what's going on in finance or 
whatever. Yeah, it's interesting to think about that as being a kind of food. Yeah. And it is interesting with that sort of daily reading that you're talking about how often those things come back. Like yep. later in the day or the next day, you sort of, wait, this is like that thing that I read. You know, it, it's uh, just an interesting way to uh, to be nourished. Yeah, and you don't and it, necessarily realize the nourishment at the time that you consume it, but later when you're doing something, it may come back. Yeah. And other times I feel like I totally have that experience of facts, knowledge being satiating in the moment, like you do have a hunger for it. And then when you start to find what you're looking for, then it really, you start to feel satisfied. You know, like it's giving you this information to... Uh, chew on you know in your in your mind and stuff and uh it's one of those things where it it does it seems to be very easily confirmed in our own life experience like yep that that happens for me totally i can see that right uh i think about people who find they can't put a book down like there's something so satisfying yeah. when you've wondered and wondered about something for a while and then you encounter this source of like oh, this is really, you know, yes. just covering everything I wanted to know about this. I really need to know this right now. Oh, man. Yep. It's so fun. that There's there's nothing like it, having that kind of a hunger and then finding the thing that can actually feed the hunger you have is is amazing. Yeah, so it gives me a new sense of, no, that's actually, you're kind of in touch with your spiritual body there. Yeah, yeah. And aware the, of a satisfaction that you're experiencing at a deep level. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. That kind of ties in well with this next passage, uh, 3057, that says interesting things about how... So Swedenborg says that we have this multi-leveled mind. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of the mind that he talks about a lot in Secrets of Heaven, Volume 4, which is the rational level of the mind. Nice. And the way he describes it is not just like um, sort of the cognitive or thinking part of our minds, but it's it's almost out of our reach. It's it's a pretty high level of the mind that we don't even realize we're we're using most of the time. We're not conscious of it. And isn't that true? So that's like because you're talking about rationality, right? Like that's the word Swedenborg will use, and yet. That's just a little bit different than, it's something slightly more elevated than what we might just naturally understand the word rationality to mean. Right. Yeah. As I've read his works, it seems that one of the main things that is rational is to love other people. That's rational. Okay. <laughs> you know, <Yep. laughs> and so it's different. It, it's not as cognitive a definition yeah. precisely, you know. Right. It's not, and he says that a lot of people who think they're really rational are not yes. because they don't get these these spiritual things. So it, it really is more spiritual than earthly. Right. So Swedenborg is redefining rationality in his works and in this volume in particular because um, he'll make the comparison himself and say people think they're rational, but this is what true rationality is, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He loves to. He loves to sing those types of refrains, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. So he starts out with some sort of housekeeping. He says, 
The things said up to this point are those symbolized on an inner level by the narrative details of the current verse. Yet the implications of each detail are not easy to see in a connected series for anyone who has not been taught about the earthly self, about the facts and teachings known to it, or about the way truth is lifted up from there into the rational mind and becomes rational. It is still harder for people who do not know what the rational plane is like compared to the earthly plane or what the contents of the rational mind are like compared to those of the earthly mind. Moreover, the contents of the rational mind are not visible to us as long as we're living in our bodies. Hmm. It is the contents of our earthly mind that come to our attention. Rarely do we notice what is in our rational mind except as a kind of light illuminating the material in our earthly mind or as an inflowing ability to arrange our thoughts in order <laughs> or as an insight into some topic the mind is focusing on. Ha! What? That's <laughs> Isn't that crazy. great? So there's three things there, right? Like yeah, a kind light. of light illuminating the material in our earthly mind mm -hmm. or an inflowing ability to arrange our thoughts in order. I love that. That's because nice. Because so Sounds often nice. <laughs> we've talked before about the tangle, didn't we, in the last yeah. episode. And, and so to try to get things straightened out is just wonderful when you go, oh, this is more important to me than that. Yeah. I think Spiritual that's partly organizer. what he means by yeah. rational, which is that there's a ratio, you know, mm. this is this is more important than that. This would come first, and in sequence, this would come first, then you'd do that, and then this. Hmm. And it's so wonderful, but I don't think of that as connecting with another part of the mind. I just think, oh, that's lucky. Somehow it sorted itself out yes. in my head just now. Yes. And the third thing being um, that insight into some topic the mind is focusing on where you, ding. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I've uh. been struck by how instant those things are. There's yes. one second where you don't see it, and the next second you see it. Yeah. It's very different than the sort of lumbering cogitation that goes on in our earthly mind. Uh, and that seems to be very necessary to do that cogitation. And then at some point, again, sometimes when you're not thinking about it, sometimes when you're playing a musical instrument or you're going for a yeah. walk, having a conversation with somebody, suddenly, boom, oh, you know. You yes. get this wonderful little ray of light from that that higher mind that we come into to a greater extent after we die. I think it's so useful to recognize that those are two different parts of our mind, that it's not just, you know, like, okay, I didn't understand and now I'm understanding, you know, it's like pre-insight, post-insight or something, but that it's really like, well, there was a part of my mind that wasn't understanding and then the other part of my mind, this, the rationality, that provided the insight you know so there's something like it's a thread or a clue to like okay go I don't know that just that's helpful to me and in my experience like I can be wrestling with something thinking different parts of it over in my mind and stuff and then when you do get that insight it just it almost does have the same effect where the insight then sets everything in order because all of a sudden you're right. like oh now all the pieces kind of makes sense or I know what to do with all right. of this stuff. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. I love that the way that it organizes it. And so that's a another yeah. little kind of diagnostic tool. I love the way these things are just tucked away in in these work. You know, he doesn't always kind of signpost it. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, flag it, you know, as uh, by the way, you can use this, you know, in your in your understanding of your own mind. But yeah. uh, these things are helpful. Uh, and, and it's a repeated experience in my life of being in that jumbled thought. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sometimes many, 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 many years later. Yeah. You know, it's not, not, not necessarily talking about a quick thing all the time. But, oh, it feels so good when it kind of, ah, yeah, yeah. that's, this is what's uppermost. That's second. This is third. And, uh, and, and it makes sense. Well, that's really whetting my appetite for wanting to go back and, you know, study what Swedenborg says about the rationality with this new perspective in mind, you know, because it's yeah. such a, it's such an asset to us, you know, it's, it probably connects us to, uh, it's the beginning of, of intuition, I guess, right? Like ultimately. Right. It, yes, I, th- I think so. It, it's a yeah. access to that higher way of, of seeing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and he does say wonderful things elsewhere about really in a text like this, in a series of texts like this, you're just presented with a, a series of thoughts, but how one can be more important than another. It's that same function we're talking about. Yes. Isn't it? It's self-referential where, oh, I see this thought. This will help me understand all the other things. And if you like reading about the rational mind, you're going to love Secrets of Heaven, Volume 4, because (laughs) there's a lot in there about this. It's very cool. Nice. The third passage that I've got is shorter. It's from 3147. And I just thought, I don't know. Throw some love on there. Yeah. This was the love. This is the love one. (laughs) Um, Listen to this. Okay. I mean, we... People who know Swedenborg well don't think he talks this way, you know, (laughs) but Lisa has really brought it out in this translation. So hopefully the quote will live up to what I just, Great, great. the hype, but washing other people's feet. You remember that from the New Testament where Jesus Mm -hmm. washes the disciples' feet. And so Swedenborg says, washing other people's feet was a sign of neighborly love, which said, I will not meditate on your faults. It was also a sign of humility, which said, I will clean away your faults like dirt. Wow. How beautiful is that? I love it. I will not meditate on your faults, and I will clean away your faults like dirt. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Like that's that's the orientation we want we we want to have toward each other. Totally. That's sticky note on the mirror type material right there. Yes. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's such mm. a gift that we can give to each other. I love that. I don't I don't know how it was in previous translations, but that what you just said is also memorable. You know, like I've just already yeah. put it to memory. And it's yeah, like, yeah, that's right. It's in me. That's right. Yeah, it's poetic. I love that. I will not meditate mm. on your faults and 
I will clean away your faults like dirt. That's so sweet. That's so loving. It is so loving. <laughs> yes, and it implies that we have that ability, not only how you see it, you know, I won't meditate on your faults, so I'm not yeah. going to dwell on it, but also, I, you know, I can help you, or, Yeah. right? Yeah, like, let's, let's shake this off. Let's just, you know, we'll just put your feet in some water, you know, we'll get the dirt off of there. That's so... Yeah. It's hopeful, yeah. I mean, like, what a way to, like, yeah, give each other hope is to have that perspective, too. And from the inside, you, I have felt so much like my faults were just an integral bad part of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're just awful things that I wish weren't there or something. And and um, uh, but to say, oh no, that's not your foot. That's just dirt. Yes, that can <laughs> yeah. wash away. That yeah. that's, it may have been there for a while, but it can wash away. Oh, I love that. Wow. Well, what a hopeful and wonderful point to end on for our time together today. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Oh, that was fun. Thank you, Chelsea. Yep. Wonderful as always. I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. All passages quoted in this episode are sneak peeks from upcoming volumes of the New Century Edition translation of Secrets of Heaven. If you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to swedenborg.com slash donate. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.